0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Brown's not giving any thought to the prospect of Rangers winning the league at Celtic Park Stephen Gerrard believes he's got the real Joe Arebo back for the title running And Scottish football waits to find out what today's government announcement means for the game I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Yeah, it's a midweek with more questions and answers Gordon, will fans be allowed inside Hamden or able to travel to Wembley for the Euros? Will the lower league season be able to be played to a finish after Nicholas Sturgeon's latest roadmap announcement today? Will Rangers see off Antwerp at Ibrox on Thursday and reach the last 16 of the Europa League? And will Celtic be able to keep the Premiership title out of Rangers' hands beyond that old firm meeting at Parkhead next month? The, the man with all the answers is in the next studio to me. Yeah, interesting questions there for Roger. The one thing I can answer with confidence is I think Rangers will do it on Thursday night, Gordon. Um, I think there's bigger games before that St Mirren and Motherwell Motherwell right I down. thought you were going to say The one thing I can say is that Rangers are going to win the league I thought you were going all out for us at four I'll, minutes I'll past throw, six I'll throw a double in there. Right, okay. Yeah I fancy that as well uh, And then we'll be looking forward to the weekend To see you know, a lot of criticism thrown Celtic's way Neil Lennon's way uh, After the, the game up at Dingwall Against Ross County So it'll be interesting Aberdeen go there again So it'll be interesting to see what the Celtic fans' reactions to that? 0141 That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight So let's hear from you If you would rather tweet, that's fine You can find us over there at Clyde SSB Goes without saying We'd much rather speak to you on the phones So get in touch Let us know your point tonight 0141 We say it every Tuesday night But it's because we mean it Roger Hanna, we're in Always in that middle cotton limbo, if you like Between Dealing with some lingering thoughts from the weekend And perhaps turning attention to European football And what lies ahead and what's happening with the game But particularly Sunday, Sunday night That's not the type of uh, result that Celtic fans will get over in just one day It feeds into everything that they've been frustrated about over the last few months Yeah, and uh, you want supporters who, who will look forward Then St Mirren and Motherwell supporters will look forward to tomorrow night's game Angel supporters will look forward to <laughs> Thursday so. Livy and St Johnson supporters will look forward to the cup final at Hamden on Sunday But for Celtic supporters um, they, they will find it difficult to look forward to, to Aberdeen at Parkhead on Saturday After what they saw in Dingwall on Sunday night Um it's been a season of one calamity after another on the field for the reigning champions and I think it's probably hit as, as bad a performance as they've had in all of this season up at Dingwall on Sunday. Um, I, I honestly disagree with Roger there about bad a performance. I thought the result was horrendous. They created chances to win a game. Another day, and when you see the chances at the Miss Gordon with the quality they've got... Probably should have had the game out of sight But Saying that Well done to Ross County They had a game plan John John Hughes come out Prior to the game Told everybody What his game plan was going to be It certainly worked Celtic's defending From another set play Was Was woeful um, And It brought a lot of criticism On some of the Celtic players And Mostly the Celtic manager Okay 01419511025 Extremely busy on the phones last night So many of you wouldn't have got through Feel free to try again uh, And let's go over some of the talking points Whatever you want Is it from the weekend? Is it Rangers winning run? Is it Celtic losing again? Is it the bigger picture at Celtic? Maybe you want to look forward European football Whatever You decide 
1025 Let's start with Hearing from the Celtic captain Scott Brown He says he's refusing to look beyond Celtic's next match After the prospect of Rangers clinching the title at Parkhead Grew ever closer uh, He says they're being undone by small margins We maybe didn't do enough in the final third For us to say that we deserve to win the game uh, and then it's one set playing at the counter-attack I thought we defended quite well throughout the whole game but uh, it's those small margins in football that you lose concentration for three, four seconds and they're going to score at the back of the post and gets a run on the lads and uh, it's something that's pretty much been throughout our whole season we take it one game at a time for us and we look forward to playing next week and we've got to focus on that game we've got to get, make sure that we're ready Gaffer's got to make sure that he's got the best team out there possible and we've got to get a result again we've got to uh, get back to winning ways as quickly as possible and that's what this club's all about and uh, this season's not been great for us to be perfectly honest and performance probably does some of our season and played not too bad throughout the 90 minutes and we lose a goal and we lose one now I guess in isolation he's right Roger Hanna that was a fine margin at the weekend Celtic had chances and perhaps should have won the game and then they, they let one in at the other end the frustration for the Celtic fans though is that those fine margins then If that's what they are Are happening all the time Yeah um, Listen if you, And maybe Daz is right Maybe it wasn't the worst Performance of the season But it, it was a dreadful result And it comes off the back of You know A recent home defeat To St Mirren um, The draws at home With Livingston The draw At Livingston The draw at home To Hibernian um, The previous defeat To Ross County Before Christmas In the Betfred Cup um, the Champions League exit The Europa League exit The falling 18 points behind Rangers So if you want to take that 90 minutes in Dingwall in isolation Yeah, maybe I could agree with some of that But you, you can't isolate this in this season of all seasons Okay, let's bring in John who's a Celtic fan He was first through tonight How are you feeling John at the moment? Oh, a bit gutted As I say, it's one, one thing after another season But uh, I, I just don't know. Obviously, I want Neil Lennon to go now. I've I spoke to you before, Gordon and Roger and Gordon. But, uh, my point is, Roger, the night, and maybe you'll be able to shed light. Neil Lennon came out with a statement last week about mitigating circumstances behind the scenes. And then apparently he's come out with another statement saying he'll take this to the grave with him. Why doesn't he tell the Celtic fans then what this is, mitigating circumstances? Because we would like to know. Well, John, this has been a recurring theme And I don't just, I don't just mean with Neil Lennon this season um, The number of Celtic fans, including yourself, who have phoned the show And their point has ended with the words We want to know You know, whether it's a point to Dermot Desmond Celtic fans want to know what's happening with the manager With a director of football, with players going forward Whether it's um, you know a point to Neil Lennon But the unfortunate thing for Celtic supporters And I heard it mentioned in the show again last night John is that the club Doesn't feel compelled To tell the supporters the things that the supporters Want to know Is that in any way deliberate then From Neil Lennon to Well I assume it is You know, is What, what sort of statement is that trying to to Make is that trying to remind people that, that there are things that he Feels the club Could have helped out better with He feels the board could have done better with that's a question. I mean, that's what John wants to know, Gordon. We, we actually don't know. I mean, if you if you're asking me, have there been mitigating circumstances in Celtic season? You could you could perhaps argue that yes, there have been. But the mitigating circumstances I'm thinking of have all been made public. You know, you think you think back. Well, to take, take Mark Wilson last night, who was on the show. He said, I think he said on air that that he knew for a fact, or he was pretty strong on it, that Neil Lennon wanted 
people into his coaching staff. Yeah, that Tommy he Johnson get. was mentioned, right. wasn't he? Yeah. So but, but is, is that perhaps what he means? I, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know. But I, I, no disrespect to Tommy Johnson, I don't know Tommy Johnson's coaching credentials or not. He may be the best coach in the world. It would surprise me if having Tommy Johnson on Celtic staff this season would have made up an 18-point difference to Rangers or kept Celtic in the Champions League. Um, yes, there have been mitigating circumstances. You go all the way back to volleyballing goalie. You can go through Ryan Christie and others. Odson Edward missing the first Old Firm game because of COVID issues and international duty. You can think of all manner of things that have befallen Celtic this season. But clearly the manager is... Talking about mitigating circumstances that are not yet in the public yeah, arena. And that's what John's trying to get to the bottom of. What surprises me, Roger, is why Neil Lennon's throwing that out there if he's not going to back up? What is the point of throwing something like that out and then saying, well, I'll take it to my grave with me? There's no point in putting it out there. Leave it. Forget about it. Don't, well, if, don't if mention you, it. No, if you're Neil Lennon, though, what and are you all, doing? Are you, just, are you mixing the Celtic fans like we're all second guessing? Is that not understandable? Did, did to... he want us coaching staff? Did he want us? Did he trans? Was he happy mm. with the trip? We'll all start speculating. Is that not understandable if you're Neil Lennon or any manager who's getting a barrage of criticism? You, you might feel frustrated. You might feel like you want people to know that, that, that there are things that were beyond your control. But but he's not telling us what they are, Gordon. That's what I'm saying. So what we'll all do is we'll start speculating on well, like Matt Wilson says and Rogers t- saying there, Tommy Johnson. Whether Tom, I don't know, right? Whether he's wanted on the coaching staff, where he wanted. So when people, is he happy with the transfers that was brought in? Was it his transfers? So we all start making these stories. Neil, if he's going to come out with that, back it up, back it up with something. That at least lets the Celtic supporters yeah, That's the point He's a Celtic manager He's not If he, well, feels he's been, with if it. he feels he's hard done by By the board He's un, very unlikely to see it Well it? I don't think It's going to cost him much Is it Because I think that We all think that Neil's going to be replaced In the summer John Hi So end of the day Is maybe There's a gagging order or, But he can't see it right But a personal opinion if Mark Wilson was spot, spot on last night When he said if, if Neil, if Neil to me, that's how a lot of Celtic fans didn't want him there because he's a yes man. If he's just took, would you call it, the staff that's been gave to him, well, it's his own fault. You know what I mean? It's definitely his own fault. If he wanted Tommy Johnson in when he was getting the job of this season, he still made, made an issue, made sure he got him in. So it's his own fault. You know what I mean? But I just like to know, as you say, is he making excuses for himself or he's just he's blaming the board, right? And not wrong, I know a lot of Celtic fans like myself, not I'm getting fine the board, but they did back him this year. And whether it is his own players he's brought in, well, again, if he isn't, if it isn't him, it's said that he wanted the players. Well, it's his own fault. But I mean, as I say, as Roger said, why would he come out and say that if he's not letting the Celtic fans know? Because we'd like to know after the season of it. John, I disagree with you slightly there by saying, well, it's his own fault because he was weak and he didn't get. Look, there's a lot of managers out there in football now desperate for jobs, and when they go to a club, uh, there's a big high percentage. That they're told that the the staff that's there they've got to work with, and a lot of a lot of managers because of even look Neil Lennon look now he's never got to turn Celtic down, and if they come to him saying Neil look we'll give you the job now you remember he just left Tibbs he was an unemployed manager he had a great opportunity to get into Celtic Football Club, and if somebody comes and says to you you can come in Brendan Rodgers has left a team there fantastic team winning everything Neil you've got the job at Celtic one condition. You have got to work with the staff that's there. Tell me a manager wouldn't take that job. I, I, I agree with you slightly, Gordon, but as I say, all good managers 
in the past with good people behind them. You go, what you call it, well, you know, that's that with Rangers. Walter Smith is actually not sure you trust it, you know what I mean? And Big Fergate Man, you had guys you trust it. So, and what you call it, the first time Neil Lennon was here, he seemed to work better with Big Me Alvey and Alan Thompson and that. So, as, but as I say, I know, in a, a, a way, you, if you back to your dream job again, but personally, I wouldn't take it for a job if I was. I want it to stop I want it you know what I mean So, so if, if Peter Lowell Had came to you John says I'll give you a Celtic job But you've got to keep John Kennedy And people like that You're, You would have said no I'd have, I'd have said I want it you Daza That's good son I, I'll tell you what John <laughs> well, That's the best call of the night Well done I'm with you It's the only call of the night so far John yeah, thank you very one. much 01419511025 Mr <laughs> RFK is on Twitter uh, Roger he says He's fully expecting Celtic To announce A director of football And a manager Before the old firm In March They will do this In the hope it gives the club A lift to fans And help with season ticket renewals. Yeah I think I, I read Charlie Nicholas Talking something similar Today um, I, I don't know Whether that will be A case or not um, I, I ge- Listen I genuinely Don't know Because we are into what could be described as unprecedented circumstances and certainly unforeseen circumstances for the Celtic board. The Celtic board spent quite big at the start of the season trying to back Neil Lennon and trying to win 10 in a row. And I don't think anyone at Celtic foresaw a season collapse the way it has collapsed this season. Um, Peter Lawwell is leaving the club. He's announced it already, the replacement. Dominic Mackay has been confirmed. He'll start in the summer. Would it surprise me if there was a similar announcement in the football department? No, it probably wouldn't surprise me because there was something similar. If you remember Ronnie Dyla, before he left the club, it was announced he was going to be going in the summer. So it is mm. something the club have done before. Um, I've no information that it's going to happen, though. Gordon, what do you make of... And we keep switching between big picture, future, as Roger mentions, and then isolated moments within games which are, are leading to us having these discussions in the first place. What about this continued problem? Of defending set pieces What did you make of the one at the, the weekend? I, I, I am not surprised they'll get caught out again Gordon Because I made a joke with Mark Wilson About the Aberdeen game Thursday night When I sat and watched Aberdeen play against Celtic And they get a set play And Taylor, as Taylor come up Now he's six foot plus Right, six three maybe Round about that And I noticed at the back post Greg Taylor was marking him Now no disrespect That's a mismatch Right away so I, I was looking thinking, well, who has set that up? And then once again, Laxall against Jordan White, who's probably one of the biggest players in Ross County's yeah, but team. I mean, Mark was explaining last night, Laxall's job is to just stop him running and then allow Christopher well, Iyer or Stephen Welsh or whoever it is to come and, and head the ball away, no? Yeah, yes, but I don't, I don't think they're taking the responsibility of doing their job, Gordon. Now, you can say they've got it wrong the, the way it's lined up. Of course they have, because... The stats are there to prove the amount of goals, even the managers come out. But if you go as a coach and you say, right, well, zone mark, well, man mark, you can do everything. You can stick one in the post, two in the post, you can do everything. But then you leave it up to the responsibility of the players to go and carry the instructions, and they don't do it. And that's certainly Neil Lennon's feeling on it, Roger, if you look at the comments post-match and talking about players having to, to do more. But then you can also understand why people would say... But if it's happening all the time, then that's when it reflects badly well, on. Yeah, that, that was the point that was going to be going. If, if you sit down, the managers and coaches on this show, Daz, Mark Wilson, Ali Gray, Jim Duffy, if you were to sit them all down and say, what type of, what's your preference for defending set pieces, defending corners, defending free kicks like that, you probably get four different answers. You know, there's no, 
There's no perfect solution to this So Celtic have gone with this policy where The big guys, if you like Ayer, Welsh, these guys Mark the zones in the six yard box And then it's someone else's job to deal with The runners, if you like, as Jordan White was at the weekend Now, on paper, that's fine But see when that doesn't work, Gordon And it continually doesn't work Surely you need to go back to the drawing board and try and change things and find something that is more effective Roger, for you. Roger, I think if you look over a piece with Celtic this season, especially this season because it's been well highlighted, I think you'll find that Celtic probably have changed their set plays a right few times. Right? Whether it be man-marking, whether it be zonal, whether it be try to block the, the biggest player coming in so someone else can go and charge. I think Celtic would have tried all that. Because Neil Lennon's an experienced manager. John Kennedy's been at Celtic and worked under the best. They've got a good coaching staff there to go and work on that. I just think that sometimes players' responsibility, they don't take it. Do you think, Do you think, Daz, did Jordan White want it more on Sunday night than any of the Celtic Oh, defenders? without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, there's no doubt in that. I don't think MDL... I think Neil Lennon even said, look, players have got to go and put their head in the ball and defend their box. They didn't do that and they get punished. OK, 01419511025. Great time to call. We're going to get travel and that means we could be speaking to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here. 0141-951-1025 to join in on the phones or Twitter. You can do that as well at Clyde SSB. Before we get stuck back in on the phones, uh, Roger, some sad news today to learn that former Scotland international Gordon McQueen's Diagnosis with vascular dementia I think it goes without saying Everyone here uh, Wishes him and the family well Yeah 100% um, Best wishes of everyone From Clyde One to, to Big Gordon um, A terrific man A terrific player um, And it's particularly sad Because this is no longer You know a, a unique thing Gordon Too many players of Gordon's generation Are now falling victim to vascular dementia um, A great number of them Do believe in And I read the Statement from the Queen family today That there's too much of a coincidence Between players of Gordon's style Who headed the ball in games Headed the ball in training back in the day um, There's too much of a link between That constant heading of the football And vascular dementia And similar um, diseases Afflicting these players in later life um, It definitely warrants greater government investigation and tonight we can just wish Gordon and his family all the very best. Absolutely. Well said. 01419511025 on the phones. Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard. He says the real Joe Aribo is back after his man of the match display on Sunday. He says it took time for him to return to his best after injury, but is delighted with what he's seeing now. The real Aribo's back now. Um, obviously, at the beginning of the season, he suffered his first injury in his career. And um, as someone who's experienced that myself, it's a big shock to the system. Um, so I think he took his time returning from that in terms of getting his power back and his strength and, and then bursts of energy that he plays with. He had an illness on the back of the injury as well, so it became like a three-month absence, and that always takes time to get back up to speed. But now you're seeing the real Rebo, power, strength, bursts from midfield, skills, outplaying, letting shots go because he's got the quality from range as well, not just to score finishes when he's arriving in the box, but to take shots on from outside the box. It's a fantastic strike and... Um, He's back for real now. The real form's back. He's been absolutely fantastic in this latest run of games. Um, and he's contributing really well. He's a fantastic talent. Great to work with, low maintenance. Um, but that was an experience for him the first three, four months of the season because he'd never suffered an injury like that before. 
Great to work with low maintenance It reminds me of working with you Gordon DL On a Tuesday and Thursday Let's Thank bring you. in David Who's a Rangers fan From Pollock Shields tonight Hi David uh, Hi guys Thanks for having us again a Pleasure What's your point tonight? Uh, well first of all Just based on what you were just saying there About Gordon McQueen I'd echo my, my best wishes mm-hmm. Towards him and his family Absolutely horrible yeah, thanks uh, Situation for any of them to be in You know Anybody no matter where you come from So best wishes to them for that um, yeah, no, couldn't agree more with, with the manager there on Joe Arrivo. I think um, watching him there in, uh, against London United, you know, uh, that might arguably be his best game of the season for us. Um, what a, a fantastic goal as well, just a, a, a great, great strike. Um, and it bodes well for the, not only the remainder of the season, but also getting into next season as well, if we can keep him fit and healthy. I think he's going to be a massive player for Rangers, um, you know, in, in the next season or two. Um, and then obviously a big asset because eventually, you know, like every, all these other young players are going to want to move on and, and, and play their, their trade somewhere else, you know. So hopefully a big asset in terms of getting good money in for them as well, a, a great fee in for them. Um, but my, my main concern tonight is obviously domestically now, I think even even I'll admit, you know, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable, you know, that the, the league is pretty much wrapped up. But uh, the remainder of the Europa League, I'm just a bit concerned with the defence, if, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, that's three occasions now in this tournament that we've conceded three goals in a match. And uh, even Stephen Gerrard pointed that out, obviously, at the end of the Antwerp game, saying, you know, there's still work to be done there. Um, I feel that if we can strengthen at the back, get the get the boys back up again and sit, and, you know, get them whatever those little things are sorted out at the back. Uh, don't make so many silly mistakes and giving away free kicks in and around the box, you know. Uh, then we're, I think we're a match for anybody that's left the tournament. Well, yeah, yeah. I echo what you're saying about Joe Rebo. I thought he was absolutely brilliant at the weekend, Gordon, and uh, topped it off with a, a superb goal. Um, and he's getting back to his best and it has to be because there's good competition in the areas that he's playing in Arfield now back uh, had he tried to stake a claim Kent's had his, his wee rest in the bench come off and you know you get Davis, Kamara, Jack in there so a lot of good competition for places um, you know on the on the defence side you know Rangers have set such a standard in, in the Premier League this season that People expect them to go every game, whether it be in Europe and, you know, get clean sheets. It's not going to happen. But the good thing about it is when the defence and maybe well, the goalkeeper very seldom has a bad day, but when the defence and that has a bad day and let in a few goals, the guys up front in midfield bail them out. Uh, and sometimes the defenders chip in with the goals as well. You're not going to always have perfect days, perfect mm. defending. You're going to lose goals because in this Europa League especially, you're going to come up against quality strikers and quality players. So you need to be on your toes. Um, but I think that Rangers, I, I, I said at the top of the show, I have no problems whatsoever in saying this. They will cruise through on th- Thursday night. Cruise through? I okay. think they'll cruise Confident. through. I think they're, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They went away from home, they scored four goals, they're at Ibrox, they're playing well. I just think they'll cruise through this tie. I really do, Gordon. Um, and obviously, it's just a case of when the 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 stamp the they put the rubber stamp on the the, the title, and that'll not be too long as well. But defensively, I think apart from an odd couple of games, they've been absolutely excellent. David thinks he spotted a little bit of a theme though in Europe, Roger. Clearly, domestically, you can't argue with Rangers' defensive record. Should David be a bit concerned ahead of Thursday, or is the fact that Rangers are generally still finding ways of 
of winning or drawing these games enough. Yeah, that listeners does. Says the three goals and they're conceded. You know, three goals were conceded away to Benfica. Rangers was three one up at the time and, and still got a draw and in the end up still finished top of the section. Three goals conceded in Antwerp, but but they scored four and you know they come back for the second leg. On Thursday evening They could lose 1-0 And still go through So they're in a very strong position I know the point you're making David But I think There's a balance to be struck I don't think you'll see Rangers defend The way they defended in Belgium last week When Antwerp come to Ibrox on Thursday I think they were more solid Balogun actually I think has settled in About as well as could be expected In the the game in two thirds Or whatever it is That he's had it right back He hasn't really looked out of place At all Not so sure they're up there with any team left in the Europa League when you consider, you know, some of the English teams, some of the German teams, some of the Italian teams that are still there. That, that would be a tough ask to get right through this competition. But Rangers have done very well to get where they are just now, and I, I agree with Daz. I think I think they'll go through with a degree of comfort on Thursday. Are you just worried that the blood pressure can't take another night like last week, David? Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to agree that I, I, my concern isn't really about this Thursday. I'm not, I, I, I agree. I think we will actually be fairly comfortable Thursday night and, and qualify for the last 16. But it's like everything else, when you're at this stage of the tournament, you know, why not aim high? Stephen Gerrard talked about it as well. He says there's no harm in aiming high. If you aim low, you can still lose and, and fail. So why not aim high and just, you know, and see how far you go? Um, and it's on that front. I think you know going forward. Uh, I think that with the with the players we've got there, you know we are uh, we'll, we'll scare teams. Put it that way. They, they won't be uh, desperate to come to Ibrox anytime soon, um, which is always a good thing for us. Um, but I do feel just at the back. No, you're absolutely right. It's, domestically, it's got nothing to do with us. It's just at the back mm-hmm. right now. I just think there's a bit of tightening up to be done. As I say, even the, uh, Stephen Gerrard talked about that right after the Antwerp game. He, he, you know, he recognises that there's still a bit of work to be done there. Uh, not domestically, but purely for just sort of the remainder of the tournament and moving forward as a whole as well. You know, I suppose they, did, they gave up more chances than usual mm-hmm. on Sunday against Dundee United. Credit to Dundee United partly for that, and yeah, that's obviously what Alan McGregor's there for. But remember, there was a time when um, it got boring waiting for teams to score, and people were talking about. The shots on target Did did that team even get A shot on target Or a shot at goal At Ibrox So um, I don't know Is it just a I, I, I a very just, small I, Is it a small issue Yeah It's a small issue That can be addressed Gordon I think that They set such a high standard That the minute They lose a goal Or they've given up A couple of chances Like they did in Sunday Before they eventually Got the first goal And went on to Win the game comfortably Then people start to question it And I think that's a compliment To be honest with you But you're right if the defence is having a bad day And that happens in football Let me say Then you depend on Probably one of the best goalkeepers Going about And he usually uh, Produces the saves To get his defence out of trouble So I wouldn't be too concerned Yeah You want to be better You want to keep improving Of course you do But uh, I think defensively This year And Rangers as a as a team Have been very very good uh, we just got English Premier League action on at the moment And talking about, you know, we need VAR and it'll help us And going back to some diving conversations we've had How many replays and how long has this taken uh, To establish that Southampton player Did he dive? Did he go down too easy? Oh, he dived Did he get booked for that there? He didn't actually get booked I was expecting when Andre Mariner went back over So what's the point having... in that then? So if yeah. you're not going to give the penalty yep. 
Uh, I was fully yeah. expecting a yellow card for booking. Um, not great. Anyway, Leeds the worst, nil. The worst dive since John Smith's advert when Peter Pay came <laughs> off the high board. Leeds nil, Southampton nil. Ralph Hassenhuttle wasn't happy, which just reminds me, which just always takes me back. Every time I hear his, his name, I remember a tweet from our colleague Andrew McLean who tweeted one day to educate us all as to what Hassenhuttle means. Did you happen to see this? Is it Rabbit Hutch? Are you a German speaker? It is Rabbit Hutch. There we go. Do you know that, Gordon? That one for being the pundit? Ralph Rabbit Hutch. Rabbit Hutch. Good, good ring to it. Do you know what I liked actually when David was running through the. or when Gordon was running through the, the Rangers midfield options, it reminded me. Before coming on this show, right, I had I took part in what was essentially the South African super scoreboard. Genuinely, a, a guy, lovely guy, got in touch and said, would, would, I, would I come on and talk about Bongani Zungu and this. <laughs> Covid situation And you know Whether he's got a future At Rangers or not And listening to the show It, it was essentially This show But in South Africa uh-huh. And I just the, the, the one thing I couldn't help but regret Every answer I gave I just thought I wish I had put Gordon DL up to this I wish I had just Set him up to do it Can you imagine oh. I mean people here Struggle to understand them at times uh-huh. the, pe- the good people of Cape Town I think that would Tip them over the edge That would have been terrific I'm just watching this Southampton game Just thinking Imagine if Ralph Rabbit Hutch Should ever come up Against Kennel Douglas Deary me Right moving oh, swiftly geez. on That is brutal <laughs> That is rubbish Right let's bring in John <laughs> I can't even no, like, I'm going to try and forget That never happened Right John Is a Rangers fan in Scotston What have you got for us John Hi panel How's it going You alright yeah, yeah, just a few points about Rangers. Uh, to be honest, uh, the first one is uh, the job Stephen Gerrard and his coaching staff have done this season is absolutely fantastic. Since he's came out of the club, he's took the bar higher and higher every season. And I was just wondering what the panel think about how far do you think we can go in this Europa League this season? Roger, take us away on that Well, l- listen, you know yourself, so much depends on the draw. Come Friday, if Rangers get through, I fully expect, as Daz and I both said, I fully expect Rangers to get past Antioch to finish a job on Thursday. And and what then, if you remember the last 16 last year, it was Bayer Leverkusen, a quality team from the Bundesliga, one home and away, albeit the two legs were about six months apart or five months apart, weren't they? So, you know, I'm interested actually to hear what Rangers fans would fancy. You know, a battle of Britain, Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Leicester City, Leverkusen again, perhaps. Or, you know, are there teams in there that could offer a path for Rangers to get through deeper into the competition? Yeah, I mean, it feels like we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves given there's a second leg. But, John, for you, is is it not a tough question to answer given that the draw could throw up very different challenges? Well, I, to be honest, I don't care how we get over two legs because at the end of the day, it's just every round we go through, it's a free hit for us. So even if we can win one of the two games, it's putting one into the pot for next season. So we'll go as far as we, as far as we go, but I don't fear any teams in it. Bayer Leverkusen was a step too far for his last season. I think most Rangers fans realised that. Yeah, but, f- free hit, Gordon. If, if there ever is such a thing, oh. when you're about to wrap up the league and you're you've you know you've got out the group stages, and then this, by the way, this, let me underline before anyone uh, points out, this is if Rangers do the business on Thursday. Yeah, well, they will do the business on Thursday. You're very confident. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I think this season, I think John's right. I think this season was all about the title for Rangers, guaranteed. All about the title. They've got that wrapped up. There's no pressure on them. The icing on the cake is they're having a terrific run in the Europa League. They will get through on Thursday. Into the last 16, you're right, it's a free hit. And any team that uh, draws Rangers will know they're in for a real difficult game. They'll need to be at the top of their game to beat Rangers because Rangers will have a good chance 
to keep going in this uh, competition Thursday won't feel like a free hit though John will it because you've gone away already scored four and bringing a lead back to Ibrox that that brings its own sort of um, pressure I don't know if that's the right word expectancy level amongst the fans I would imagine it's all about 10 in a row this season so whatever round we go through if we go through the next round the next round after that it's gravy for us It was all about 10 in a row this season And we've managed to stop him Can I make one more point About a call after the other day please? Go for it His name was Mark uh, It was the day before the Ross County game And he said uh, Celtic were only going to lose Another game this season They were going to beat Rangers twice I just want to ask What planet is that guy on? It wasn't Mark Wilson was it? No? Well uh, Ask what planet he's on It could be a, a, a good question With Mark Wilson Thank you very much John in Scottsdale 0141 951 1025 Give us a call You could be up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 To get involved on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter as well So let's get stuck straight back in with Joe Who's a Celtic fan down in Hartlepool What have you got for us tonight Joe? Hello, Hello Daza. Before I um, go to my point, I'd just like to thank you. Remember the last time I phoned Gordon, I told you about the uh, refund club down here in oh, Hartlepool. Yes, Joe, how the, how's the hundreds, thousands of them doing? Well, it's getting to a point now, Daza, I'm having to turn them away. You know, there are that many. Um, even the boys that's going to see Hartlepool Football Club are asking, you know, when you'd want to come down here and see a, a fan club that's getting that big. It's... it's it's beyond a, beyond a joke now, Daz, honestly. Brilliant, Joe. Just say that after a lockdown, once we get back to normal, I'll be down to see you guys and obviously, you know, uh, spend a few few couple of hours with you, having a chat. I've and heard some strange stuff some on this show, right? But I honestly think this is this could top the lot. I, I don't even know where to begin with this. This can't be a real thing. You obviously know Joe when you're putting him up to this. I have no idea who Joe is I've never met Joe in my life Anyway Joe please enough about this Because his head is big enough What about your point tonight? Okay my point I'll get to um, I just feel that Neil Lennon's getting a bit of rough right here um, I know you've got people that are saying You know what I'm a Celtic supporter doing here in Hartlepool obviously And I don't um, well, I don't see the games as much But I just think there's one man Getting right under the radar here Who should be taking a lot of the, the, the flack Is John Kennedy the defence is meant to be their de- defence coach. The amount of goals we've lost, especially at set pieces. I heard John Hughes the other night saying about the Achilles seed for Celtic the first time he's ever known was to go for set pieces for fails and that. And I just feel, you know, when I hear about Neil Lennon, I've heard through the grapevine, I've heard on here that he's asked for help. He's phoned other professionals like Martin and the own that for help and the board have told him no, they're not bringing them down. But when I look at John Kennedy, I look at myself, he never comes out and hardly says a word. He just seems to get away under the radar. And I think, you know, he's, he's been a disaster, to put it slightly. Roger, I've corrected this so many times that people start to think I'm going out of my way to stick up for John Kennedy. He's not the defensive coach. I feel like I say this every night. But that doesn't mean he's exempt from any, you know, any accountability or, or an examination of, of the role but just to kind of knock that in the head I think we hear this a lot the, the two and two because he was a defender it's, it's not. I know you're a big NFL man he's not, he's not the defence coach is he? <laughs> defence coordinator oh sorry sorry my, my terminology is a bit off <laughs> no listen listen Joe it's a fair point from Joe however every Celtic fan who comes on seems to have a different target some will target Dermot Desmond some will target Peter Lowell some will target Neil Lennon whether Joe thinks it's fair or not some will target Scott Brown and the players 
I had a caller last night targeting Gavin Strachan's laptop. Mm. So John Kennedy um, is part of the managerial team. Um, he's part of the football department at Celtic and will have to shoulder his fair share of responsibility for everything that has gone wrong this season. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean he has to, you know, he's solely responsible for the goal that was lost to Jordan White on Sunday. But it just highlights the the despair of Celtic fans at the minute that, you know, Joe will blame John Kennedy, others will blame Neil Lennon, others will blame Gavin Slacken's laptop. And is it a laptop or an iPad? I feel like I'm losing track because it seem, you know we get so many. It doesn't matter. Nobody looks it. at it. I, I was watching Lee Griffiths um, getting instructions, and I thought he was quite ignorant. Actually, if you go your way to try and tell a substitution, uh, tell a substitute what his role is, especially mm. it'll probably be corners or free kicks or whatever it may be, whether he's in the wall and you tend to ignore it. I think that was a bit rude. Right, on the on the topic then, whether it's John Kennedy or not, Gordon, we're not privy to what goes on at Lennox Town. So mm. it, it might be, despite what I'm saying about the defence, it might be John Kennedy's job to set Celtic up to defence set pieces. I don't know. It might be Gavin Strachan's, it might be uh, Neil Lennon's. Roger, do you happen to know that information no, not, of, not, of how not, that separation... No, not, right. not at all. But I th- listen, I don't think the, mm. the management team will dock the responsibility between them. Yeah. It's, it's a task for Neil Lennon, John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan. Um, yeah, wh- whoever is... S- Mostly in charge of that process, Gordon mm-hmm. would surely not expect to be getting away with without any criticism because the the record is unbelievable. That the number of set piece goals that Celtic are losing this season. Yeah, and I think that uh, John Kennedy is big enough uh, to stand up and take that criticism, Gordon. He's part of it. He knows that he's been at Celtic and worked under a few managers. Um, but he's uh, you're. Correctly right there He's not the defensive coach It's like Tommy Wright's a manager of Kilmarnock He played goalie They've got a goalie coach He's not the goalie coach Now he'll be part of the coaching um, staff That probably put that plan together To defend set plays And usually It would probably be down to the manager To decide what's the best way to go You know the John Kennedy's tracking I'll have a, a, a put an, an input in it Gordon They'll put their their views forward They'll work on it in the training They'll look at what they think's the best idea Whether it's zonal or man marking Or whatever it, whatever it may be Blocking And then I think it would be down to the manager To say this is the way we're going to defend But I keep going back to As much as Neil Lennon I think would have worked in this Continuously Gordon Sometimes the players have yeah, got to I, take I, I do hear that a lot But if it's happening so often And it's and it's it's every player then Because how many How many defensive players Have Celtic used this season At what point Is there a common denominator Yeah but the common denominator For me It's not like They're sticking to I don't think they've started The beginning of the season Say right Well zonal mark They've lost goal after goal And keep zonal really? marking I think they've changed A few times During the season yeah. What was going on That's pretty similar the, the, You know We obviously can see The goals that they're losing If you're an opposition manager now Going in to take on Celtic As John Hughes was at the weekend Derek McInnes this week Mickey Mellon the week after Do you spend more time If you're Derek McInnes with Aberdeen this week Do you spend more time on attacking set pieces In the belief that you will be able to exploit That weakness that Celtic's back for Well of course you do Because I think John I thought John Hughes tactically was very good In Sunday Gordon Because right from the back he let 
he, he, he let Welsh on the ball And he kept Ayer off yep. it Moving into middle of the park Causing him mm. problems And he got a goal from a set play That he's worked on Of course mm. Aberdeen will be working on that Joe, you and the rest of this Made up Gordon DL fan club Look after yourselves That was Joe and Hartlepool Let's bring in Paul Who's in Helensborough this evening Hi Paul Hi Gordon, Gordon and Roger Hi, Paul. Uh, In my humble opinion Everything at Parkhead from the top to the bottom is rotten and it needs to be gutted because they don't even talk to the fans or anything else but uh, just to prove that it's not all doom and gloom uh, I've got a wee bit of good news my wife and myself went and got our vaccines today oh good on and you Paul was, and, that, and uh, that, that was an awful lot less painful than watching Celtic <laughs> playing this season <laughs> Well, listen, I hope you and the wife are feeling okay And uh, hopefully that's you on the, the road to, to safety Glad to hear that um, And even time for a bit of a joke about that being Less painful than watching Celtic Which would which would sum up I mean, I've heard it all, Roger There's been some great lines I think last night one guy would rather watch Dancing on Ice He didn't bother with the game at the weekend And it, it's at that stage now Because this is not this is nothing new This has been going on for months Yeah And, and listen it, it, This isn't what Celtic supporters want to hear But I think this will go on Until the end of the season Is there now Trying to think of it Is there eight league games left Gordon um, I can't see anything changing I think Celtic will remain As inconsistent as they have been For the remainder of the season But I, I do agree with Paul I think there will be major change in the summer As we've said Peter Lawwell was going Dominic Mackay's coming in And I think Dominic Mackay and Dermot Desmond and Ian Bankier will be in the process of structuring or restructuring the football department for next season because I think there'll be change like you have never seen change before. I mean, that's kind of what Paul's getting at. He says top to bottom. I think he said the word it needs to be gutted, Gordon. That that can't happen quickly. I, I can't imagine. That, you know, that, that seems like quite a big process. The Celtic need to... Make sure, make sure that not only are they going to lose this league But do they need to make sure that They're not up against it to start off next season Is, yeah. it, is it now at that stage where you have to be looking Far ahead and making sure that, that They're ready to compete right from the off next season I've said for months, surely the wheels must be in motion Gordon, this is not just a case of Getting to the summer, limping to the summer Watching a couple of good performance couple of good wins Then a Ross County and criticism again Getting to the summer and think Oh We'll make one change We'll change the manager And everything will fit into place This is restructuring of the club From top to bottom You know the chief exec's leaving Peter Lowell's leaving You looking at Is that sporting director coming in Is it a new manager? I don't know They might go with Neil Lennon I know the Celtic fans don't want him But there's no information coming out But I would be astonished That if the wheels aren't in motion as we're speaking I think they're doing it too late I think it should have started The minute Celtic lost to Rangers at Ibrox uh, They should have cancelled the Dubai They should have worked on what their plan was going to be And started the wheels in motion then To get to the summer And then by that time the plan's in place And try and kick on again How do you feel about the rest of the season Paul? When when you think about you know maybe watching Celtic Or keeping an eye on things How do you feel about what's to come in the next few weeks? I wish it was the 1st of July You wish it was the 1st of July? Yes Because the pubs are hopefully going to be back open Or because the football is nearly going to be Done and dusted and on to a new season uh, uh, 
second one. <laughs> I think that I think maybe a lot of Celtic fans would feel that way uh, at the moment, and I won't even I won't bother getting your thoughts on the pubs returning because you're not, big, not you're not big in your politics, are you? That you don't you don't I'm really. I'm not big in my pubs either. I'm not missing. Um, you're not. You're not I've thinking. I've even given up my wine and stuff like that, Gordon. I've. Uh, Lockdown's been very, very difficult, like a lot of people. But it's been good to me in that way, uh, in the sense. Uh, Most people turn to the booze. You've gone off. I, yeah, I've, I've went the opposite way. I've went more into the bike and getting obviously recovering from my hip operation. And, and your football stickers, of and course. I've, and my football stickers. Uh-huh. And I've got a big uh, summer coming up. I have to go to Hartlepool and meet a lot of people. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/football. Right, I said it last night Last week was not good enough The pundits had a clean sweep It broke my heart And I hope we can do better this week, listeners So 01419511025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next But you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here 0141 To get in touch with the guys If you've still got lingering thoughts from the weekend We'll take them If you want to turn your attentions forward to Europe this week Or midweek games What about you St Mirren and Motherwell fans Big game tomorrow in Paisley Anything else that we've missed Get in touch Let us know that we've missed it 0141 We will do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Said before the news, it was a clean sweep for the pundits last week. Not good enough. We need to do better. I want to see them embarrassed. I want to see them in pain. Let's see what we can do this week. David is in Denison. How's it going, David? All good, yeah. How are you guys? Not bad at all. Are you confident or just giving it a go and hoping for the best? Um, the latter Right okay I don't mind that as well That's fine Low expectations Sometimes that produces The best results Let's toss the coin <laughs> uh, And see who you're up against Another Tails last night By the way I just I, I know I, I, I don't People keep sending me Websites and apps And so on I can use to ditch the coin But I'm a traditionalist Has, has Dan's taken you down To the tossing club At Thankerton? I think the less said about that The better to be honest If there's one man That I don't want to follow His advice on tossing clubs It's, it's him there So we'll just leave that Heads will we, Do you want to flip it around Or do you want to stay I'll Tails? stay, I'll okay. stay. Heads it's Roger Tails it's Gordon Gordon your coin costing Isn't good apparently It's Tails again Look at Ooh. that what is, the, what is wrong with it I don't know I can't, I can't help Best it Best three uh, I told you last week that my old maths teacher was getting in touch to tell yeah. me that the, the probability of that happening it is genuinely tails every night and I think you would agree Gordon you, you've you actually been keeping a close eye on my, my tossing technique and it's not bad I get uh, good height yeah yeah, you get good height in your tossing good thumb action good thumb plenty of good, good use wrist of the thumb. action and then you know, back just on getting it flipped it's, it's, up it looks like a conventional toss but I'm delighted with your tossing but it action it always seems to end in tails I don't know why anyway so, are you going to try a different coin I mean that's not yeah, weighted possibly possibly we'll have a look I mean it looks like you're it's a two pence it looks like your standard two pence piece to me but anyway Gordon uh-huh. I'm giving you some Clyde 2 so that you can't hear David's answers because I know you would cheat if you could David we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock you're head to head with Gordon and you can pass that's all you need to know you ready Okay, yeah. Right, let's go. 30 seconds starts now. Name any team that Graham Alexander has managed in England. Pass. Who were the last team Kilmarnock beat in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Pass. Where did Rangers sign Joe Aribo from? Charlton. Which team did Jeremy Frimpong join last month? 
Bayer Leverkusen Which English side did Aberdeen play in their 2018 Europa League qualifier? Burnley Okay, okay Let's bring back Gordon Deal. Gordon, can you hear us? Yes, I can Right, same set of questions to you Right. 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Name any team that Graham Alexander has managed in England Fleetwood. Who were the last team that Kilmarnock beat in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Hamilton What team was Joe Rebo with before Rangers? Chum Where did Jeremy Frimpong go to last month? Uh, Leverkusen Which English side did Aberdeen play in their 2018 Europa League qualifier? No, no idea, pass <laughs> uh, Does Airdrie's stadium have a higher or lower capacity than 10,000? It is higher Okay, David, how, how do you think that went, David? Not very good No? <laughs> okay, let's find no. out He sounded confident, which is half the battle But let's see if it was misplaced or not Name any team that Graham Alexander has managed in England You had the choice of Fleetwood, Scunthorpe or Salford Gordon went for Fleetwood, 1-0 to him uh, what about your guess on the last team that Kilmarnock beat? I just went for because they're bought my league. And it is Hamilton as well. <laughs> it is. I cannot believe it. No. Oh, see you later, David. Gutted. I'm honestly distraught about this because David, David didn't get it. So you're 2 0 at this unlucky, point. David. He, got, he, he steadied himself, though. He knew Joe Rebo came from Charlton, so did you, though. He knew Bayer Leverkusen, Jeremy Frimpong, but so did you. So it's 4 2. Um, he, he knew. That Burnley were the team that Aberdeen played. Ah, oh, I never got that. Well, no, well, well done, David. Lewis Ferguson overhead kick. Yeah, I'm doing no. it. It's okay mm, after okay. the event, but well done, so David. You're only Four. trailing by one. No, two. No, four three it. at this stage. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, does Airdrie so. Stadium have a higher or lower capacity than ten thousand? It's just higher. Yeah, I know. Well done. Yeah, I mean, former former, former Airdrie director of football was bound to know that. I Roger, except I he was usually in here on a Saturday and was never at the I stadium. I counted so. the empty seats when Wilson was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did David get it? He didn't get that far Unfortunately no, like it, So it was a 5 For Gordon Diella 3 David not bad at all But not enough To wipe that really Annoying smile off his Unlucky, face Unlucky David Good game <laughs> Well it wasn't really A good game It was a slaughter <laughs> Unlucky mate First two questions Done me Exactly phone, phone back again uh, David in Dennis No one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm bouncing back now Gordon uh, I am yeah. bouncing right yeah, back Here in like this that. table Yeah so I hear um, we had football today Roger Scotland women's national side Falling to their fourth defeat in five games With a 2-0 loss to Portugal In Larnaca A heavy victory uh, the other night This was always going to be a, a tougher test And unfortunately It wasn't a game that counted for much anyway But no signs of um, any real optimism at the moment No, Finland are through from the group Scotland finished third in the group I think Stuart McLaren is now going back to his normal job With one of the Scotland youth teams So it'll be interesting to see what the SFA do now In terms of a permanent successor to Shelley Kerr um, It's a sort of crossroads The national team did so well If you remember getting to those finals under Shelley Kerr um, performing well You know They had a chance They could get through To the second phase But for that game Against Argentina So It is something of a crossroads For the Scotland National women's team And it, it's It's a big appointment now For Ian Maxwell And the people at the SFA Okay 01419511025 And the phone's Jerry Is a Celtic fan On the line Jerry, what stage of this process are you at? We've had loads of Celtic fans in the last couple of days. Some are still very angry. Some are past that. Some just want this season to be over. How do you feel about it all? Right. Well, I still think there's a chance. Not that I want, but I think still think there's a chance that Celtic will keep winning. Maybe about a ten percent chance. But what we're saying to the 
producer, is that um, Celtic's end of season will be quite chaotic. The turmoil is is going to be boiling because um, you cannot expect a new guy to come and, and assess that squad and have it ready for the new season. No, we want to stop. I was boasting to Rangers fans. I said, enjoy your four months because it won't be doing a role. But um, it doesn't look as if that's um, as, as likely now. Now, uh, we need somebody to, to assess. Now, we've still got four big guys with first-team experience out on loan. We need to, um, or, the, or the sporting director would need to be in just now because there's a lot of uh, legwork to be done. We don't know what Zved is like. We don't know... Remember, Bio is still a Celtic player. Remember, um, Bolingoli is back. He got injured in Belgium and he's back at Parkhead. Now, these, some of these guys have got their contracts 2023, 2024. They'd rather get, get them out the door and get some money back from or get some reports of where these guys progress. And that should be the way that a loan player is assessed. And we've also got Two and a half years ago, we got two American guys. I mean, a lot of Celtic fans won't even know that. They've been in America since. Why did they get him? Look at Connell, 20 months ago. The only time he got on the bench was when we were stuffing people down with COVID. So that, and plus all the um, all the loanees will be going back. Every one of them, Duffy, Elianissi, Laxalt, um, all going back. So somebody needs to be in now for these last two to three months. Um, to actually sort of find that kind of information out. Uh, and it's just sounds to me like it's going to be chaotic. That's before we even start thinking about who we're bringing in. So you actually think it's got to that stage, Jerry, that not only is this season done, you think if things don't happen quickly, that next season can't be rescued either? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I don't think Rangers are, I mean, they're, they're good, but they're, they're good in a, in a league, let's be honest. Um, a lot of Rangers fans said that about us, you know, that, oh, we were not here for four years, you know, which really doesn't matter. Um, so I think um, there's so much cement needs to be put down in the close season in order to give them a platform to go and start with um, any real confidence in the new season. And it doesn't look like um, these guys uh, in the boardroom uh, are hesitant or don't know what they're doing. Yeah, Jerry. Just a quick question: If Celtic had went on and done ten in a row this season, would you say that it was because it was a poor league? Well, I wouldn't have been talking about that, but uh, I, I would have still said that there was still a yeah. Well, I'd be done with the squad. Yeah, I, I think you're saying that Rangers obviously this season a poor league. I don't think that's right, but I do agree with you on a lot of points you make about Celtic. Me personally, I would have looked at January after losing to Rangers, and I thought they played very well that day. Um, losing to Rangers I would have started the rebuilding then going because I do agree with Jerry this is just not a case of one person out and one person in this I is mean a, did, did they try though with you know Frimpong left it was an asset they got some money in no still should have been more no I, th- I think I think statements should have come out they should have come out and said this is the way we're going to start planning I think Celtic supporters would have accepted that the problem with Celtic supporters are now only in my, my humble opinion is there's no information there, and and you don't need to as a club tell the supporters every single thing you're planning to do, but at least give them some hint of how you're trying to sort the problems. And there's certainly problems at Celtic just now because everybody knows that. But this they're silent. There's no movement. There's no discussion. Jeremy, right uh, now, I'm not standing here saying that. Uh, I want ready Neil Lenz a manager. I couldn't care less who Celtic have as a manager. Same with other clubs. But 
They've got to come out and at least say, look, we're going to start progressing to try and rebuild. Because you, this is, it's got to be a short summer. They'll be right back. This is yeah. a big rebuilding job for Celtic. And this is where the fans are getting worried. Do you agree with, with uh, Jerry there, Roger, about the fact that this is now not all, because this season can't be rescued. But actually, if you're not careful, maybe even next campaign gets away from you. Is that is it, well, is it at I, that stage? I don't think you can overstate the size of the rebuild that Jerry and Gordon are talking about there, Gordon. And I certainly don't think you can wait till July the 1st till Dominic Mackay comes in and start looking at it then. So you would have to assume that the people at the club at the minute are looking at it, whether that's Peter Lowell or Nicky Hammond or Neil Lennon or whoever it is, because, you know, if you, Jerry just touched on a few of the names there. Clearly, Laxalt, Kenny, Duffy, El Yunusi will go. Frimpong, El Hamid and Cham have already gone. Jerry touched on the guys who are, who are away from the club at the minute but could come back. Shved, Bio, Hendry, Bolingoli, Perez, Gutman. You then have the scenario with Scott Brown's contract being up in the summer. You then have the scenario with Odson Edward, Ryan Christie and Christopher Ayer going into the last year of their deals. You then have the younger guys. I believe Karamoko Dembele's deal expires in the summer. You're looking there at 17 or 18 players whose futures are all up in the air, Gordon. So, you know, I, I think it's a, a little bit overdramatic to say next season will go because Celtic mm. could replace those 17 or 18 with another 17 or 18. But to do that, you can't wait to the 1st of July. You need to have the wheels in motion as quickly as possible. Thinking back, Jerry, to something Neil Lennon said, I think it was over the weekend, about it's not been the unmitigated disaster that people are making it out to be. Roger, I've, I've paraphrased that. Was, the quote was something along those lines, wasn't it? Yeah, I think well, I think some of the callers um, have said that. Yeah, yeah. So, Jerry, do, do you agree with that, or listening to what you're saying, you think that this season's caused quite a lot of damage that take a, a while to repair? No, it has been an unmitigated disaster. Nobody really saw this coming. Um, uh, probably started um, with the ball and golly Aberdeen thing and that, and often um, was in the melting pot. We don't know how bad this disease was 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 going to affect the league. And although and, Nicola did say that it was a yellow card And there's been a lot of red card decisions since And she's not done it uh, Of course that would infuriate Rangers If she stopped the league But it doesn't look likely But um, it's, it's the changes of the team all the time um, He's contradicted himself too often The Bain thing The Jetty comes in Two games um, I think he got one goal I can't remember what game that was And then he's out after, after the second game And then I don't know what the score is with him and Griffiths. Um, he clearly is, uh, along with Edward, the best of the four strikers. And, uh, and that's just the way it is. It's, it's, there's just too many things that have fallen off the cliff. And he's been un- unable to um, to rescue it. And of course, four or three or four different periods in the last four months where he's had a go at all the players. If you're a Celtic player or if you're a player, um, why? How can you possibly uh, respond positively to this uh, um, criticism? Basically, was what it is. Yeah, lots of questions to be answered in the next couple of weeks. By the sounds of it, thank you very much, Jerry. Hopefully, we will get the chance to speak to you soon. Uh, let's move straight on and bring in Margaret, who's also a Celtic fan from Giffnock. What's your point for the panel tonight, Margaret? Um, quick question for the panel: mm-hmm. Does the panel think that the um, evident communication problems and performance issues will discourage big names from coming to the club from a managerial perspective and perhaps playing perspective? Roger? No. 
No, I don't, I, listen, I don't think so because whatever has happened at Celtic this season, and it has been way below the standards that Celtic supporters would have expected, a line will be drawn under this season at the end of the season. As we say, there's going to be an enormous personnel change within the football club. And I think whoever the manager is, whoever the director of football is, we know who the chief executive is going to be, but when they make their pitch to potential signings, um, you know, they're not going to be 18 points behind Rangers then. It's back to square one from the summer. Um, they will be able to offer handsome wage packages to players coming to Celtic. They'll be able to offer them the chance of European football. They'll be able to offer them the chance of a title fight again with Rangers next season. So I think the lure, you know, Celtic, we've said this, we've said this through the winter, Gordon, that four new managers are four new players. Maybe the depths of midwinter when they're so far behind Rangers, Celtic doesn't look too attractive a prospect. Come the 1st of July, as Paul said, after his vaccination, come the 1st of July, going and playing for Celtic or managing Celtic will be a far more attractive prospect than it is just now. Margaret, do you disagree with that? Is that why you've asked the question? Yeah, I, I think it'll take a lot longer to rebuild than perhaps the 1st of July. Um, and I think also there will be an exodus of players from the club, um, whether they're doing it themselves by request or whether they're exited. Um, so, yeah, that's my thought. Gordon, I suppose it's difficult to get inside the minds of, of every player or every manager out there. But managers, and especially if they're out of work, They'll always feel like they can fix things that, mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what you guys are like They're, I don't know if it's ego or whatever and, Or confidence, belief They'll always think that they can get and fix it So straight away that's that's appealing And if you're a player the, Some of the, the obvious selling points are still there mm -hmm. It's still access to European football If they can get through the qualifiers It's still seen by many as Whether it's a stepping stone to the English Premier League Or to go on and, and maybe win things Whilst you're at, you're at Celtic So I couldn't pretend that this is ideal I know Celtic aren't in as good a place as they have been But has the overall picture really changed in terms of being No, in my opinion, Gordon no. I think that both clubs in Scotland, Celtic and Rangers Are very attractive jobs If the money's right, then these managers will mm -hmm. come in uh, Whether it is a stepping stone like the Brendan Rodgers scenario mm -hmm. uh, And he's Celtic and achieving what he achieved at Celtic And then went to Leicester or whether it's to come in Because you think about it You've only one team really That you're competing against Whether you're again as a Rangers manager Or a Celtic manager And when there's crowds al allowed back in You're looking at 60,000 every single week Celtic are worldwide As is Rangers I still think it's a big, big job That said, Margaret Maybe we can separate these If we're talking about Players being drawn to the club Might that be impacted upon By the standard of manager That gets brought in first? It will be interesting to see what level of, of, of what level of experience is brought in managerially, um, whether you bring in someone whose own um, development grows with the club and with the aims of any club. I'm, I'm actually not a Celtic supporter, as it happens. I just like football in general. But um, I, th I think... Um, I think the hierarchy, it would appear, at Celtic Park might dissuade some people because that certainly seems to be the implication that there's some, there are some issues there. Um, however, you know, good, good answers. Well, time will uh, tell. Time will tell. That's the beauty of it. That that hierarchy is, is going to change in the summer as well. Peter Lowell won't be there. Dominic Mackay will. Will it be a director of football? Margaret, it was a pleasure to speak to you. Hopefully, you will do that again soon. That was Margaret in Giffnock. Uh, got a 
good question for you tonight. You're going to need to know a little bit of knowledge on both sides of the border required. That's all I'm telling you. Well, I've played both sides, so I should yeah, right. okay, yeah. Listen, Daz has got Motherwell on this side and Hartlepool on the other, so he's well there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you the question next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannah and Gordon DL are here. Plenty of time to get your calls in, or you can tweet us. Do you know who's popped up on Twitter? Do you know who's been chirpy this evening? David, who just lost and beat the pundit, but he's back. He's having a pop on Twitter now. Who are you? Yeah, he's saying that he basically just throws over the Salford question. He says, Don't drink on your day off, kids. It's a bad day when DL is on the ball. (laughs) <laughs> he lost me more than one Tell David to get himself up in his room Go to bed Have a good night's sleep And do not come on on a Tuesday or a Thursday When it's Especially on a Tuesday when it's Hannah and I It's very hard to beat yeah. right? Very hard to get a ball yeah. out of us Yeah, two very clever gentlemen um, George Edmondson, remember him? He scored his first goal for Derby County 1-0 up at home to Huddersfield So you just, is this... You wonder, Roger, is this, is this the start of um, him just getting back, playing some football and finds himself back at Rangers as a Rangers player next season? Uh, I would very much doubt it, I have to say. Really? I, th- I think there are a lot of centre-halves ahead of him, including Jack Simpson, of course, who made his debut mm-hmm. the weekend off the bench. So I would tend to think if George Emerson makes an impact for Wayne Rooney at Derby, his future might lie with Wayne Rooney at Derby. Right, let's get this question up and mm. running. Last night, I... As always, no surprises The pundits were alright But the listeners at home Smashed it out of the park So let's see what you've got tonight It's your old pal John Smith We've not had one of his In a couple of weeks And John has been on tonight To say Can you name the last 10 players To score for Everton In a Merseyside derby And they've played in Scotland At some point For a non-Old Fern team John Spencer No can you name the last 10 players to score for Everton in a Merseyside derby And they must have played in Scotland at some point for a non-old firm team Yeah, they could have played for the old firm but they've also played for a non-old firm team That's exactly Duncan what Ferguson. I said Duncan Ferguson, yes Oh right, I, I'm sorry, I, I thought that was a different question You don't right. ever listen to the question, do you? No, 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 I've got to be honest. And there's 10 of them, Gordon? Yes Anything else you'd like me to repeat? With Francis Jeffers Yep, well done Oh, I forgot about him You had him in your, your back of your mother's strip in 2011, did you not? Yeah. I thought you told me that recently No, he's never no? been in my strip, no um, No, it didn't say Franny Oh, right, that must have been what it was <laughs> um, Duncan Ferguson, Francis <laughs> Jeffers anymore Oh, well done, my dear, that's your first funny um, <laughs> Ever? Or this ever, season, yeah, this season, like... I'll give him this season uh, After he's kenneled, I'll glee or whatever it was earlier <laughs> uh, Jody nah. Morris never played with him, did he? No. Jody Morris No, no. Did, uh, did Alec Cleland score? Hold on Davey Weir Nope Alec Cleland <laughs> <laughs> Nope Oh uh, Gary Naismith <laughs> No Right we'll leave it there Name the last 10 players To score for Everton In a Merseyside derby Who've played in Scotland At some point For a non-old firm team Guys like Duncan Ferguson Played for Dundee United Francis Jeffers Played for Motherwell and there are how, a, another how, eight. How far are we going back? Quite a while. Yeah, it's the last ten, but it does stretch to the kind of mid eighties. I, ah, right, I, okay. I would, I would tell no you. Problem. Right, okay. I don't mind giving you that wee clue. Right before we speak to Stuart in Bailison, let's take a quick look at some of tomorrow night's fixtures. Well, the one big fixture is St Mirren against Motherwell. It is massive for your hometown team. 
Gordon DL Because you sat here Pretty smug at the weekend And said Yeah okay We get battered by St Johnston But Kilmarnock lost And Hamilton Aki's lost Ross County didn't Yeah I'm, I'm sort of Pinning all my hopes on Kilmarnock and Hamilton Just now Gordon Because We've still got a fair injury list And I don't want to make, Keep making excuses But I'm doing my best I'm a bit concerned about the goals uh, We're losing Especially at home a bit concerned a bit concerned Um I was there when Graham Alexander made his debut as the Motherwell manager against St Mirren and really should have put the game to bed in the first half uh, and walked away with a point. St Mirren come back into the, the game second half and probably deserved to get their point. It's a big, big game. They, they, they need to start winning. People were talking on Saturday about, well, if they win their next two games, it could be top six. Well, we're fighting relegation. And it's go Easter Road as well at the weekend. Which is never easy mm-hmm. So Need to get back to winning ways tomorrow night I think it's got to be difficult I would take a point right now Sitting here Stephen O'Donnell says It should be about positivity Rather than panic Despite those heavy home defeats He says they're not seeing it As a big drama And instead Are determined to get back To winning ways If you're looking at the bigger picture Trying to say Oh two defeats We're in, we're in terrible form We're going to get relegated If you stretch the horizon slightly Or broaden your horizon I think we're We're one of the better forms Out of the bottom four Or Bottom six So a couple of bad results Albeit the results have been a bit heavier Than, than maybe you'd like them to be But two defeats are two defeats It's six points we've lost And I don't think there's anything to be panicking about We've been in great form before that Circumstances and games that change in, in minutes As I said We didn't start well against Hamilton But when you go 2-0 down with a sending off It makes it a very, very difficult task Obviously on Saturday there Maybe it was not the best performance And disappointing But one game that was difficult with, with, with circumstances And one that was a bad performance I don't think we need to look into it any more than that. The only way we can show that is by going in with the right mindset tomorrow night to get the three points against a good St Mern side who are where we maybe felt we should have been at the start of the season, but we haven't been good enough. Yeah, I saw Motherwell week past when Stephen O'Donnell was sent off in the derby against Hamilton when they lost 4-1. And I think because it was an early red card, a lot of the... You know, complaints of the Motherwell fans were maybe muted a wee bit and, you know, they said, oh, well, we were down to 10 men from very early on. And then you look at St. John's at the weekend and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, there was, you know, a dozen or 14 players missing. Mm-hmm. But even at that, losing seven goals in two games at home to two teams in the bottom six does not augur well at all. It really doesn't. And, you know, the volume of goals being lost, people will focus on... I don't think they're particularly clever at the other end either, Gordon, and it's a bad combination if you're not scoring goals at one end and you're leaking them badly at the other. And if you're losing seven goals before the split at home to Hamilton and St Johnson, how are you going to get on away to Hamilton and St Johnson after the split when you actually need the points? And you, you saw the way Ross County fought on Sunday to beat Celtic. Um, you would imagine Tommy Wright will instill that fight in Kilmarnock after the split as well and it might be a good thing for them although they've got that four or five point cushion at the minute because they might just need it yeah because Hamilton actually Gordon are, are in good form and I know they lost at Easter Road mm-hmm. but they played okay and they, they were undone by by ascending off as mm-hmm. Roger says it now looks like you can forget about you know the likes of St Johnson they look like they're very much on an upward uh, trend Kilmarnock Kilmarnock can't score uh, That's uh, that's the only um, problem that they've got just now um, I suppose tomorrow All those injuries that Roger mentions They're not they're not any better Stephen O'Donnell's back from suspension But the list of players that, that Mother will have out tomorrow You're looking at 
Six, seven, eight Depending on how you view it Guys that could very easily play in in that starting look, level Look I'm not kidding myself on Motherwell have got to start picking up points Gordon um, They've got to get out of this Habit of leaking the amount of goals that they are um, They need to start hopefully Getting some of the, the, the their better players back Because Motherwell can't Like most clubs down there With the squad that they've got They can't afford to have The biggest percentage of the best players missing because they ain't got the backup, and it's just as simple as that. They ain't got the backup just now. They're in a dogfight, no doubt about that. But I still think, and I will maintain this, that they will have enough to stay out the road. Yeah, big game tomorrow. St Mirren Mother will make sure you join us from six tomorrow night. Stuart is a Rangers fan in Bayliston. What's in your mind tonight, Stuart? Ah, just Jerry's comments. It's a poor league, you know. I mean, tell that to Ross County, St Mirren, Hamilton, Kings of Stoke. Well, a draw with Rangers, beat it. Peters out the cup are they, are they poor teams Okay they're not the best Usually after a, a team gets put out of Europe They go I'll concentrate in the league Celtic don't do that it's not, the, it's not a poor league Jerry wants to smell a copy Celtic are poor All the rest are fine And it, but it has assumption That means Rangers are in a poor Europa League But it likes Antwerp I just, it, it just annoys me Trying to make excuses. Celtic are a poor team than you. But mm-hmm. all the rest of the teams, they all try hard. Yeah, I mean, I think Jerry actually would have agreed that Celtic are a poor team at the moment. He went on to say as much. But yeah, that wee comment about ah, Rangers are good, but they're good in a poor league, uh, Roger. It's, it's Glasgow for you. Yeah, yeah, listen, very much it is. Um, I don't think the league's any poorer or any better than it's been in the last few seasons. It's maybe even better because the last couple of seasons, the league's managed to send a team to the last 16 of the Europa League. Um, so, you know, the quality can't be that bad. Celtic, prior to this season, were holding their own in European competitions as well. So I don't think they're a weak team. Um, yeah, I don't think, you know, you could really... I think it was a, a cheap jibe, um, to say the least. But it won't bother Rangers one bit if and when they see the last title. Well, sure it is right, Gordon. If you look at Rangers' European performances, that that flies in the face of any suggestion that Rangers are only doing so well domestically because everyone else is rubbish. You know, if yeah, it's w- that, what's happened in Europe then? Yeah, the pats in the back stack up for Rangers. Uh, whether you're a Celtic fan, Aberdeen, Hibs, Mother, whatever, and say, well, it's a poor league is absolute nonsense. Rangers have been absolutely terrific this season, Gordon. You've got to say, um, and they've backed that up by their European campaign. So it shows you that Rangers are a they're a very very good side indeed, very good squad, and they've showed that this season because not just in domestic football, they went in Europe, they went away to some real difficult games and um, got results and scored goals. So uh, it was a throwaway comment from Jerry. I'm sure that if Celtic had won or one in ten in a row, Jerry would never have come out with that. They said it was the best league in Europe. I think. Are you going to do the business on Thursday, Stuart? Yeah, I, well, hopefully I, I I don't count my chickens. I we should do it, but usually this time of the season, if, you know, you're like, oh, we'll go for the league. I think the league's done and dusted. I never, like I say, I never count my chickens, but I think it's done and dusted. I'm, the party's ready to start. I was going to say the commitment to that Roger has been spectacular, and I get it. Rangers fans have been through the ringer um, over the last decade or so. Um, I, I sometimes think though that many people are almost 
overlooking just how close it is in a bid to be cautious and not get carried away and don't give rival fans any ammunition should it blow up in the face. It is like it is within touching distance. It's not. It, it couldn't possibly go wrong from here, could it? Um, well, Celtic play Aberdeen on Saturday at Parkhead. The Rangers don't have a game um, this weekend. Um, with Celtic to fail to beat Aberdeen on Saturday, then Rangers play twice before Celtic play again. They go to Livingston on Wednesday night and they're at home to St Mirren on the Saturday afternoon. So if Celtic fail to beat Aberdeen on Saturday, Rangers can clinch the championship before Celtic play another game. Um, Stuart's pretty confident of Thursday night. Gordon, you see, did you see anything... From from last Thursday, I mean, it was obviously it was a seven goal thriller. And Rangers conceded three times. Is there anything they should be worried about? Will no. Antwerp have any of their players back? Roger, I know they had a few missing. Yeah, I think they've got um, a couple back. But again, I think that there are a couple mm. uh, missing as well. I think the goalkeeper. I don't know whether that's good news for Antwerp or good news for Rangers. <laughs> I don't think the goalkeeper's travelling. <laughs> um, I think Didier Lamcalcé, who was a striker, who was suspended for the first game, is back. But Jude Mercy Mbokani Who you might remember Played in the English Premier League mm-hmm. With a couple of teams Although he came back For the league game At the weekend I'm not sure whether He's going to travel I think he's he's going to be arrested mm-hmm. For domestic matters So mm-hmm. it's not going to be Too much of a change And of course They're without Abdullah Sek who was, who was sent off Conceding the penalty I, at the I've, end I've got to say The, the, the goalkeeper was well, He would have missed the flight He was that bad um, I don't Do you s- moonlight as Stephen and Bothwell When you're not on Who's on Steve? the show? I don't know who that is We took a call from Stephen and Bothwell Who came on last night as well actually Was very critical of the Antwerp keeper He said it was a, a pub team And he's 18 stone And he would have scored no, past I, that I, goalkeeper I'm not, I'm not saying that Antwerp are a pub team Absolutely no chance I thought their goalkeeper was horrendous um, But um, you're very you're very harsh on goalies though. I've noticed. I don't this. like goalkeepers. I, I just don't think they should play football. I've never had any time any for goalkeepers. I hate even when I managed. <laughs> I hate goalkeepers are woeful to work with as well. They're not really nice people. Um, but I think Rangers. What are you talking about? I think Rangers will win comfortably on Thursday night. Gordon go through. No, I, I have no problems in saying that because they go away from home. They score four goals. Antwerp are coming to Ibrook They have to come out They have mm. to attack Rangers Rangers at home will have far too much for them They've got players Like Steven Gerrard's there Talking about Rebos Kent starting to show a bit Again Morelis Okay gets his flukies goal They've got too much in their locker mm. um, Not to get through on Thursday I know what's behind this actually For some reason The SPFL's official social media account Posted the highlights of that game That cup final 94 uh, yesterday I think Loads of people sent me it With a reference never um, To it. Gordon And Probably because He wanted all the glory But of course The goalie needs to get A bit of the glory f- For that day And he's he's jealous And he doesn't want to share it So that's That's us got to the bottom <laughs> of, <laughs> of Scott Thompson Oh yeah I was going to ask you Remember who it was there was nothing to do with him If I hadn't scored He would never have Had to shave the penalty kick So There was right, nothing okay. to do with Thompson uh, Right Name the last 10 players To score for Everton In a Merseyside derby Who have played in Scotland For a non-Old Firm team At some point So they may also have played For an Old Firm team But they need to have played For a non-Old Firm team also Duncan Ferguson And you, Francis I've, Jeffers I've got to say Your favourite ever player I asked you on Saturday James McFadden must no. be one No No What about Graham? Goff No what about Graham Sharp? Yes. Who did he play for up here? Dumbarton. Oh, sweet. So you remember you, you once saw me the, he had the elephant in his badge and his shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually met I, I actually met him abroad. He's quite a good lad. 
What about, brilliant story and what about, what, uh, Well I couldn't tell the story on air What about Paul Rideout Did he play with any nope. other club What about Andy Gray In D United No nope. Are you sure They're not no, answers one, I'm sure uh, I think this was an answer To a question the other day Is it Kevin Radcliffe Yes he's on it Well done Played, played for Dundee mm-hmm. Right who did Did Stuart McCall play with MDL So up here No I'm getting quite What about John it? Collins at Hibs No I don't think there's 10 then Gordon <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are 10, trust me I think, I think Smudger's got this all wrong Alright, I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the answers <laughs> and more calls next Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard um, How is the teaser effort going? Because I'll tell you what at home these guys are smashing it completely Stephen Tennant's throwing a name in he's not smashing it to be fair that name's wrong but Robert Johnson Governor Walker um, Greg Cunningham's got a couple as well what have you two got? We're looking for Name the last 10 players To score for Everton In a Merseyside derby Who've played in Scotland For a non-old firm side At some point So it's the last 10 Bear that in mind So just because someone Might qualify And all that criteria Doesn't necessarily mean They were in the, the last 10 Check your dates You've got Duncan Ferguson Francis Jeffers Graham Sharp Kevin Ratcliffe What about Stephen Naismith? Yes The obvious one I thought The most recent Oh I forgot about him Oh um. I might be too far back Did Morris Johnson Well done Morris Johnson Whoever texted Gordon DL that yeah. During the break Thank you for getting in touch Well done That was a help yep. uh, James McCarthy No Ooh. What about Ian Durand Nope We're going back Early The three that you're looking for Four Rain Is it nope. four is it Yeah One Two Say three I can only see on, mate. I, I can only see three on this list But anyway um, They span the sort of early to mid 90s Then maybe a little bit later Right Okay um, Okay yeah, What else have we got With the rabbit hutch Won't be happy Leeds are 3-0 up On Southampton That's an unhappy Unhappy rabbit hutch I must say Rabbit hutches You'll be disappointed Half time In the championship Inverness nil, Aloha 1 um, Feel for Inverness At the moment Roger Really difficult yeah. time And things that are much bigger Than football We wish John Robertson well He's been granted Compassionate leave um, a family bereavement, various other things that are obviously just piling up at the moment, um, and he's he's had to take some compassionate leave. So. Yeah, some, sometimes in this show, Gordon, we don't really realise that there are things that are bigger than football, and when you hear of John Robertson's issues and been placing compassionate leave, you hear of the illness, it's, he's number two, Scott Kelleher up there, it does bring the football into perspective. We wish both John and Scott um, hasty and full recoveries. Um, we hope to see them back in that dugout soon. And listen, the fact they're 1-0 down to Alloa tonight, I think Ennis Cameron is on loan for Kilmarnock has scored mm-hmm. the goal. In the grand scheme of things, it yeah. won't matter a jot to the good people of Cali Thistle. Dundee though, will they ever get a game on at Dens Park? And I remember well, a few weeks listen, ago on the show there was one where... Dens was on And Tanadice was off And everyone was saying How can this be possible They're, they're just on the well, same street they, they got one on at Dens on Saturday And they managed to lose 3-2 To Dundee And our dear friend Willie Gibson Scoring the goal I think they clinched it For Queen of the South um, It's not been a good season For Dundee um, You would expect more Than sort of mid-table mediocrity For a team that includes Charlie Adam Jason Cummings Paul McGowan People like that So it's been a season Of disappointment for Dundee And um, 
game off again tonight against United and it just looks as if it's going to be one of those campaigns he's just going to kind of peter out for them up there uh, let's go to Colin in Springburn what's your point tonight Colin? Yeah, I'm just following up why it hasn't been highlighted about the SFA breaching COVID protocols on Saturday with the Hibs game with the linesman and the mm, fact the that it hasn't, it hasn't been highlighted in the programme the last two nights and Nicola Sturgeon wasn't asked about it yesterday at a press conference but yeah, if it was a club breach mm. It'd be all over Yeah I've got no idea Why Nicola Sturgeon Wasn't asked about it um, If I'm being she's honest not, She's not had a press conference yet It was in Parliament, yeah, Parliament today, today. So she's, not, she's not actually Faced any journalists um, Since the events At the weekend Gordon As for our part in it You're possibly right Colin There's not. There's perhaps not the Not the, the I don't have an exciting answer For you other than Sometimes Time just gets away from us And had Celtic not lost On Sunday night Maybe it would have been A bit more of a mundane reaction Yesterday And there would have been More time for these types of things I, I don't know I'm not sure if that Explanation satisfies you Colin's right though Roger It's um, it's, it's quite something That the match officials Have now been Caught up in this stuff um, Yeah um, It really is something I think the SFA Will be getting ready Probably to charge The five Rangers players Over their own breaches um, what do they do though with themselves? You know, who looks at the SFA when they're at COVID breaches? Um, it's not been a season the SFA would like to look back on. Um, I, I know you don't like to discuss the Belgrade Conga, but there was also the incidents with under 21s with Ross mm-hmm. McCrory, David Turnbull, and others. There was incidents with under 19s where a game was stopped mid match mm-hmm. because a member of the coaching staff had returned a positive test. And now we have this with. David Room the linesman and I hope he's I hope he's keeping well and is, he makes a full recovery from the positive test for COVID nineteen. Um quite why the officials were in Greece in the first place. I mean the SFA and everyone seems to have frowned at Celtic for going to Dubai, but it seems to be a good idea for officials to go to Greece. Mm. Don't quite understand that one. And then given that David Room unfortunately tested positive for COVID in midweek, how on earth did a message not get to the other linesman that he should be self isolating and not maybe going to cover Hibs versus Hamilton. I believe Bobby Madden was on his way to Dingwall for that game on Sunday. How on earth did a message not get to Bobby Madden in midweek that his colleague had tested positive and he should be self-isolating? Um, there is an apology from Ian Maxwell to Hibs and to Hamilton Ackies. And I'll tell you, the people at Hamden will be keeping their fingers crossed that when the good people of Hibs and Hamilton Ackies do their COVID mm-hmm. testing this week, that they don't, uh, they don't return any positive tests. You agree with what Roger's saying there, Colin? To an extent, yeah, but how can the SFA actually pass bans on players that are breaching COVID protocols when their breach, if you want, is worse than anything that the players have done? Because they've actually sent somebody that should be self-isolate to go and run a line who's come in contact with players, other officials, and the coaching staff of both teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get that on one hand, Roger, it clearly looks ridiculous, and we'll hear all this, oh, what, are they going to charge themselves? Well, well no, obviously. And that also doesn't mean though that they're not going to punish players, does it? I, I I get that it looks ridiculous, but you know, it's still they still have to carry out. You, you know, you, you can't just rip everything up and and do everything wrong because you've made a mistake. No, it looks ridiculous because it is ridiculous, and I can't expect the new compliance officer Andrew Phillips when he rolls up for work in the first of March to start um, charging the person sitting at the next desk to him in, within Hamden Gordon. But th- there should be. You know, some transparency there. There should be How statements coming up. How yeah. was it allowed to happen? Why did it happen? Whose mistake was it? Now, listen, it was an honest mistake. An honest mistake, I'm quite sure. But, you know, I think, you know, 
People are right to ask the question and they are right to demand answers and they are right to ask that changes are made to protocols so that this doesn't happen again, Gordon. Want to add anything, Colin, to wrap us up? No, it's just obviously I don't think that the SFA can be seen to be fit for purpose uh, in handing out bans to players that are breaching COVID protocols when their breach, like I said, is a lot more serious than what the players have done. Yeah, the players have went to parties, went to Spain, etc. And went to pubs. But uh, they haven't been sent. They've been caught and dealt with. Yeah, as you say, who's going to deal with who sent a, an official mm-hmm. to go and run a line when he should be self-isolating? Yeah, I mean, I've always said this, Roger, so at least I'm consistent. I think comparing individual incidents is very difficult because the circumstances are always so different. Whilst it's ridiculous what's happened, whether it's a, a breakdown in communication, I, I I don't know how you can compare that to people's well, you, in, individual decisions to you, go and do you, other you things. Can't. I said it's it's in the show. In, yeah, I said in the show on Saturday, you can't compare these things. You can't compare the Aberdeen eight with the Rangers five. You can't compare volleyball and goalie with Jones and Edmondson, and you can't compare. What's happened with the officials going to Greece With what happened to Celtic going to Dubai for instance But the SFA I think owe it to their member clubs And to supporters to explain what happened And to explain to the people of Hibernian and Hamilton Why Graham Stewart was sent to the game And how they're going to ensure that this doesn't happen again Alright thank you That was Colin in Springburn 01419511025 You might want to write that down for tomorrow I wouldn't want to waste your time by squeezing you in uh, tonight I think we've got a couple of minutes remaining Maybe we should just turn our attentions to this teaser then Because I think you've got some work to do Can you name the last 10 players to score for Everton In a Merseyside derby Who've played in Scotland for a non-Old Firm team at some point They maybe also played For an old firm team That's fine But they need to have uh, Fulfilled it Like Stephen Naismith Obviously right Played for Kilmarnock Hearts At the moment Duncan Ferguson Francis Jeffers Mo Johnson Graham Sharp Kevin Ratcliffe What about Pat Nevin? Pat Nevin Yes mm. Played Kilmarnock mm. Motherwell Andrew Gellitley has What I think is The hardest one uh, It's certainly one of the two Hardest ones yet And it's an s- outstanding Shout from him Well done Many of which still to get three, Nothing Three you Three know? He has three Yep My apologies A uh, little clue Gordon um, Please <laughs> This should be a clue Apparently you signed one of them <laughs> <laughs> What? No I did not Yep I, And he scored forever And against Liverpool Well that's the Merseyside derby So yes I signed them Yeah apparently yeah No For, yeah. A, for air or for Wraith? Air no chance. Alright, okay. How can you be so confident when you don't you don't remember anything about your career? So there's a good chance that John Smith, who has researched this question, has got it right and you've got it wrong. But there's more chance of that happening than the other way around. Hold on. Oh, I've got, got it. To be honest, go I've on got then. it. Winger. Hurry up then. Um, what is his name again? Um. <laughs> Oh Roger Winger uh, Roger uh, Winger Ward, no. w- Wardy We uh, we war- uh, Wardy Ward- is probably his nickname For what it's worth uh, uh, Mark Ward Yes Mark Ward Well I done never got that uh, Right quick two to go One played for Aberdeen In the late 90s And was he scored in the early 90s Was it Mike Newell was it? It was Mike Newell Well done Okay last one This is the one that 
was it Andrea said got on Twitter there? Mm-hmm. The, what a shout this is. Matt Ward was a great shout. Matt Ward was a great shout. I don't I, remember I had that to at tell all. you that you signed him. Yeah. Right, the only the clue I'll give you to kick us off here is that he played the club he played for up here was Dundee United. Played with Dundee. Latterly though. Oh so, Danny Cadamartery. Ah, uh, take a bow, Rog. Well done done. Danny Cadamartery Well done We got there in the end Uh, Producer Callum Dundee United fan Danny Cadamartery Fond memories Yes no Nah not bothered Right okay Well he's on the teaser anyway So he's hit the heights tonight Right thank you Roger Hanna Thank you Gordon DL As always though The biggest thanks Goes to you Thank you for all your calls It was another extremely busy night On the phones Please call back tomorrow If you didn't get through We'll be here from 6 A big game between St Mirren and Motherwell Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday will be here so we'll have that one on whilst we are on the show and of course building up to a big night of European football for Rangers in the meantime stay right there Callum Gallagher's got you he'll look after you for the rest of the evening Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.